0: Welcome everyone to another episode of the Forging Brains podcast. Today we have Riley and I just together and we just kinda wanted to uh start off by saying uh hope everyone had a hop happy holidays and happy new year, you know. And um today we're gonna kinda touch on a couple different things that are not necessarily all just horseshoeing like a normal pregame funk is where we're, you know, asking you guys to send in, but We want to talk about some of the goals that we have, you know, personally in our personal lives and then some professionally with our businesses. And then we also want to talk about the goals that we have for our podcast and just some things as far as like the Pacific Northwest four man team that we have. So, yeah, hope you guys enjoy this episode. I bet people people probably had a pretty
1: hoppy holiday, too. (laughs)
0: hoppy like uh alcohol with
1: some beer man (laughs) oh yeah
0: yeah i mean uh we're stuck inside for we're stuck inside the whole time because we had all that snow and ice so yeah that's do much of anything
1: why we really haven't had a podcast we have just been either like it's been icy or they've been repairing from the ice so like whenever we have a bunch of ice here it's like a bunch of trees fall down and break they're all on the power lines the cell phone towers are all pretty much out so it's like you just aren't connecting to the outside world very much yeah uh, it, it doesn't help that you year. don't get
0: very good service at your house anyhow and yeah when the poles go down not yep oh that was dude
1: even in town like we like it's like a 30 minute drive to McMinnville, like the bigger town and uh-huh. service was trashed in town even oh
0: dang yeah if it's everywhere. bad there it's gonna be really bad over there and Tim timbuktu yeah (laughs) well um what do you think should we start by talking off with some of our personal goals that we have or how do you want to steer this ship
1: uh i think you got some stats for the podcast there we could kind of start off with some stats and then after that talk about podcast goals yeah and go from there
0: yeah, so something that's kind of cool is on the Spotify page, it gave us a bunch of stats for how our podcast is done in relation to other podcasts that are um, within our realm as the number of followers, listens, and episodes, and since we've only been doing this now for four months, we've got some pretty cool stats for that. Um, so with Spotify, this isn't necessarily including Apple, and Apple's actually our main uh, platform that we get the most views on. So uh, we created seven hundred thirty-nine minutes of new content, and that's more than eighty-eight percent of other creators in our category. So that's pretty dang sweet. Yeah, that's and cool. uh, you know, total we have six thousand some, you know, plays and listens just on spotify so that's pretty dang cool just in the short amount of time that we've been doing this and you know amongst those views how many uh how many countries do you think we've been listened to in across the world
1: i bet i bet more than we think i bet like i'm gonna say eight i'm gonna shoot out
0: eight dang well 16 different countries across the world Oh, double yeah, dude.
1: Double that. That's pretty crazy. That's why I, mean. I I knew it was gonna be more than than we thought it was gonna be.
0: Yeah, I figured it'd probably be you know like the main ones like UK, uh, Canada and stuff. But yeah, I yeah, thought 16. I was kind of being
1: like eight is gonna be a lot. And something I should shoot out there is like we aren't throwing these stats out there to like brag or anything. But like a part of like I think that me and Gavin we like to do anyways. Like we like to be accountable and everything. And so it's we're just trying to be super clear with everybody of like, this is what we're doing and how we're doing right now. And like, so then we can compare it later on in life. It's the same thing as like sharing shoes and stuff with each other. We're not bragging about our shoemaking. We're like, Hey, this is where I met. Uh, and so then everybody kind of knows and we know, and we can kind of like throw our goals out there. And so then when our goal, you put goals out there to everybody, every it's kind of like you have to own up to them. You're calling them. You're like, this is uh-huh. what I'm trying to do. And so people are it's you know then you you want to hold the next time you see people they're like how are you doing on your goals so you're like well i'm still uh-huh. i'm working on them you don't want to be like oh uh-huh. well fuck them <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly so um, that's, that's yeah. kind of the the hope with this for me at least you know and i think gavin as well
0: it's also good to uh you know pat yourself on the back and you know congratulate yourself for them Say accomplishments along the way yeah. yeah you know it's cool to see these things um Obviously, like the top country we have is uh, United States. Which one do you think is going to be the second one?
1: Oh man, I, <laughs> I'm going to go with either like a weird one, like Sweden. or
0: oh, maybe damn,
1: Canada.
0: Well, you actually, you uh, you nailed that. It's Sweden is it really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah Sweden's number two. Nice. And then we got UK, Shout and out then to Canada, the guys. <laughs> yeah, and Australia. So nice. that's pretty dang cool. Nice. Yeah, thanks for all our listeners across the world.
1: It's cool to know that we know people in each one of those countries.
0: Countries. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty sick. Um, it also says our podcast was in the top 25% most shared globally in our um, area. You know, so that's pretty dang cool. Yeah, in our and. our yeah, category. And then it also says we're in the top ten percent most followed podcast with the amount of number of followers that we have at this moment.
1: Oh, that's pretty cool. We're like break yeah. like that.
0: And then it says our listeners personality is the devotee. Quick to support new episodes and listen repeatedly over and over as soon as like you hear an episode and then they listen it, listen to it. And then they're also sharing it, that's sharing cool. it to other people. So we appreciate that.
1: I think that is one cool thing is like, we like right away it, have involvement. And so yeah. like, that, that's encouraging for us to like what? keep going. So it's like, it's, it's cool. Like we made that Facebook group just the other day and it had yeah, forging brains. It had over 300 members on it and overnight yeah like that that was really cool to see like people are interested in actually following along with this it's cool to have feedback
0: yeah we don't necessarily want it to be you know just two different guys you know you and i just chatting back and forth like in reality like we're trying to reach out and you know help other people that you know may not have a way to voice their thoughts and get their you know get criticism for themselves so kind of part of why we uh decided to do this and it's actually kind of funny um somebody brought up the the title of our podcast the forging brains and somebody had said well it's forging brains it's all only going to be about forging and oh yeah you know i remember when we were kicking around ideas and stuff and come to that thought it was more so of like you know, forging our brains together and not necessarily just about forging. You know, it's more about, you know, coming together and like speaking each other's minds and being able to, you know, relate to other people and have them be able to come forward and basically just help everybody out.
1: Yeah, I think that's like we get into a little bit of like uh, the goals with the podcast. And like, I think that was one of our goals from the beginning. And I hope to keep going that way. I think we're doing a good job is that we... Like you said, we didn't want this to really necessarily be about forging. Like This isn't like a how-to episode type, you know, or like a podcast. Like It'll have tips and tricks in here, obviously, but it's not all about like, oh, this is how you make shoes. This is how you forge this. It's like we wanted to get into these people's brains. We wanted to understand how they work each day and in relation. Like it's a little forging session back and forth between us and them of our heads you know of like and this just happens to be people that forge like so that it was kind of yeah you have to play on words you know what i mean but it's like i hope that's one of my goals for the podcast this year is for people to see that even more that we aren't just a a like this is a little bit of a like i don't i don't know how to put it but like a little documentary series almost about the person or just i don't know straight up interview we just want conversation and to slip into these guys heads a little bit you know yeah and and in return help our heads a little bit to be able to like oh this is how this guy handled this part of his life this is how he handled this part of his life and so you can take something from it and make ourselves better
0: it certainly has uh you know just from chatting to all these people that we've chatted with so far like it's helped me a lot with you know things that i've had questions about and you know i think that's really damn cool and yeah, obviously a lot of the people that we chat with, we know through horseshoeing competitions and forging, so it kind of goes hand in hand. But it's necessarily, uh, not necessarily just all about forging. So
1: it's also like this is new. <laughs> yeah, gotta remember too is like we we hope to be doing this for quite a while, so give it time. Like there's gonna be times where we have somebody on here that's never touched a hammer probably in their life.
0: Yeah. Which you is know, totally or fine,
1: or a seen hot metal like this is, but they have an interesting story and they have something that we can benefit from, or we think our audience can benefit from. So it's like, it just so happens that all the people that we've had so far just do, like they're heavy into forging and horseshoeing. But a
0: we'll question I have we'll for <laughs> the, li- a question I have for the listeners is, is there a trade outside of horseshoeing like one in particular? What kind of trade would you guys like to hear from, you know, as we interview somebody? So if you guys do have a trade, go to our Facebook group page, the Forging Brains podcast and let us know. Leave a post on who you would think.
1: Yeah, or just a a trade out there and we might know somebody in the trade or around it.
0: I have one, one in particular I want to know about just because I have a few friends that do it is pipe fitting and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that'd be cool to hear about.
1: Just a lot of cocaine and mud.
0: <laughs> Depends on what part of the world you're in, yeah. I guess. <laughs> um, and something that's pretty cool from you guys' the listeners is you guys have scored our podcast 4.9 stars out of 5. On... Someone
1: That means someone knocked us below f- 5 stars, huh?
0: Well, I'll be the first to admit, we're not perfect, so... Find, find that person <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm cool dare with it. They ruin
1: our our perfect five star.
0: And then altogether, uh, you know, we have over 40,000 downloads and listens throughout our platforms.
1: That's pretty cool. that's about 10,000 a month then so far. Yeah. Like we've been doing this for 4
0: months. Pretty damn cool for a podcast that's only been about for 4 months. Yeah. You know. And for two guys that knew nothing about this kind of Yeah, talk
1: about not being perfect all the time. It's like a struggle sometimes trying to figure this out. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) You You live and learn. You can't, you know, as they say, Rome wasn't built in a day. right? Exactly. So with that being said, um, we thank you guys for listening. And we look forward to this next year of who we're going to have on. And I'm pretty dang excited myself, so. Yeah. Um, I think
1: we got, we got some good ones in mind to,
0: yeah, for
1: sure. So what are your goals for the podcast and Gavin for this year?
0: Um, you know, this is kind of a tough one for me as far as like figuring out what exactly I want to see out of it. Because sometimes I find it hard to set a goal when you don't necessarily know what the end product is going to be yet, you know, as far as like how high is the ceiling with growing a podcast, you know? Um, But something that I would like to is just grow a really strong audience and basically to where not necessarily an audience, but more of like a community where people can reach out and get help, you know, and know like this is a place, like if you are seeking some sort of advice or something, you know, you could reach out and, you know, your request may be helpful to somebody else as well. And if we can cover that, you know, helping people know that and having a place to go to ask us questions, I think would be, you know, helpful. And then, uh, obviously, anytime we try to do some sort of business, it is to try to make money, right? Um, I would like for it to be start becoming profitable. You know, we have spent money and, um, haven't necessarily gained a much, haven't made any money yet so far, not in relation to what we spent. So, um, that is one of one goals. It'd be nice to turn it around and start making it profitable and get some really, really cool sponsors that are interested in the podcast and really kind of have the same vision that we do, you know, in that sense. And, you know, not necessarily like I listen to the other podcasts and they have like, sponsor reads from people that have erectile dysfunction, you know, yeah. Viagra or something. And, you know, I don't care about, it. I don't need ads about Viagra, you know? No. <laughs> so, some of um, our
1: listeners might do. <laughs> like, yeah. <that> <laughs> it's true. No, judge, no judgment here. <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, you know, just kind of everybody on the same ship, which that's kind of what I see.
1: Nice. No, I think that's good. That's really what about
0: good. you? Where are you kind of, <coughs> What are you envisioning?
1: And I don't know. I'm pretty fly by the seat of my pants always. Like, I'm sure you know that about me already. Like, yeah, I'm the same way, really. Uh, And so, like, one of my goals with this podcast was to, like, A... Create the community that you're talking about. So it's like, especially there's a bunch of bullshit online, you know, and some of these like, especially these farrier groups and stuff that these guys try to get a post, and it's just the same motherfuckers just going off.
0: About yeah, basically dumb beating stuff. their chest, and
1: and it's like something that's cool about when you go to a competition. There's really not a lot of that. That person gets weeded out really quickly and kind of called out, or just or just shut out. You know, they go away, and like Craig kind of talked about that. They just get like. You know, they just aren't around after a while anymore. So it'd be nice to kind of create that online community a little bit for people like in between the contests. And if you can't make it to them as much anymore, because like we both have been in that time where you're like, you're just not going. And so like you kind of miss that community. And so it'd be cool if there was a touch of that online. And like, this is just a little word to the wise. I block people like no (laughs) fucking tomorrow. It's nothing for me to block 20 people on my Instagram in a week. So if yeah. you think you're gonna get fucking weird on the Facebook group,
0: I'll, <laughs> you I'll block
1: off. you. I'll block you from the group <laughs> and my personal page. Yeah. Like you're, you're you just go gonna off. be away. I, yep. I, I we have z- that is one thing. I have zero time. I'm busy enough. I have zero time for bullshit. And so Ain't it's nobody like, got
0: time for that. Yeah, no one's got <laughs> time for it.
1: And it's just like, so if you think you're going to get on there with some bullshit or make fun of the guy because he's trying to be sensitive about, or gal like, hey, I'm having personal problems in my life. How do you guys handle mixing family and this work? Or how do you do It's like, if somebody thinks they're going to make fun of that dude in not a productive way, and like, I'm cool with some like ribbing. It's like, man, you'll be gone. So yeah. that's just a little PSA out there for everybody. Uh, but I think one of my goals with this podcast and the, I listen I listen back to these. I know a lot of podcast people say they don't listen to their own podcasts, but it's like I I listen to them just the same as I watch videos of me making shoes. I look back at my shoes and everything like mm-hmm. that. I'm trying to get better. I I want to be better at conversation. So yeah. You know, so that's one of my goals with this is to, and that's it's good that you're focused on trying to get our money back because like I'm not good at focusing on that. And so like, but it's just how I've worked always, you know, it's like I've in my own business, I don't focus on making money enough, but I focused really hard on my hand skills and stuff Mm -hmm. that, that made me money. And so like, and with this, that's what I think is like, I'm just going to focus on trying to be really good at conversation and just getting things out of people and making them feel comfortable. And like, I just think that will benefit me in life all around being better at conversation. And I think people, like you said, someone who agrees with our, what we're doing here and wants Mm -hmm. to get the word out, will join up with us and it'll work out like so I, I, I think it's going to be okay. Like it's, uh, I
0: partly think that's kind of why we do well is, uh, you know, like you said, you try hard for uh, being very communicative and, you know, having good conversation is for me. I know that's kind of a struggle. Like I'm not necessarily like the greatest communicator in the sense of like having a conversation. And um, I think that's something that works well for us and why sure. we are a team. And, you know, I, I do try to get better at it. And I wish I could say I listened to them back, but I listen to them back as I'm, you know, yeah. editing them. You got to edit, edit all this crap. You know, stuff like that. that so, <laughs> yeah. So I I listen to it back that way, and so I don't necessarily. You get one less view on the counter from me. One from,
1: from <laughs> less download. Yeah. This conversation has been some weird thing that I've always been so interested in. Like in my my whole entire life, it's like I just you know the person in the room that is just really good at conversation and like mm-hmm. they like the whole elevator deal like or like the airplane deal like who would you want to be stuck to next to the aer- i that has always interested me so i've always like read little articles on how to be better at conversation do you have somebody
0: <laughs> do you have somebody in mind like who would be that person
1: oh joe rogan he's so yeah. good at it he's yeah, so good he be, like we like it's Call it like that might be a cliche, but I really do think he is one of the best on his feet conversationalists out there. Yeah, he's great. You can great. With, like anybody in the conversation, you know, and like he's dragging conversation out of him. It's just like and it's things you want to know. It's not a bunch of the same questions. Small talk, basically. Yeah. yeah. How's the weather? You know,
0: I mean. <laughs> like, I, I'm guilty of that. It'll be kind of my go to. Oh, how's the weather been where you guys are? <laughs> oh, man, I,
1: I, I hate myself when I do it. Like when I talk to somebody like, oh, how long did it take you to get here? How's the weather? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, why I'm did you so ask that, that, man? It's like where, like, yeah. you know, you, you love the dude that like remembers your kid's name, your town mm-hmm. you're from. And every, like and he's like asking you personal questions like that's like I, it's something I do. For this podcast, even like you can, you can bet the f- couple days before the podcast, I'll be searching through the person's social media and ever uh, trying and like trying to figure out a little bit more about them, a little bit more personality about them and what what they like because people post what they like, you know?
0: Yeah. And, and so and, I, I try, uh,
1: try being pers- personal about it. I just, I that's one of my goals for this year of the podcast is to get even better at it.
0: It's a work in progress. For work sure. Work in progress. I have uh, have some goals written down. Just trying to get to them here. So, as far as, like, my personal goals, um, you know, something between, like, Ashley and I, something that we want to try and do is we would like to try and get a house together. Um, nice. Something that's hard is as far as like the market goes right now, I have a hard time trying to like wrap my head around. Do I, do we try to like spend more money now? And the fact that it could be going down, but that's something that's kind of like in our personal relationship goal. Are you you guys
1: both in a rental right now? Yeah. Okay. That doesn't matter
0: too much. So it's just, uh, something that we, that's something we're trying to do with ourselves is we'd like to be living together and have a place together. Um, and obviously, one is just, like, paying down some some debts or whatever, you know, which is basically, for me, is a truck payment at the moment. Um, and then...
1: You guys' shower drain is just going to be clogged <laughs> all the time.
0: Dude, I think it's actually... It's more me. It's yes. <laughs> more my hair, yeah. Because, uh, yeah. like... Yeah, I get it. my shower drain is bad because even without her showering here, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then just kind of trying to be a healthier person, I guess. I've it's hard to do because I love I like eating sweets, like eating a lot of like junk food and stuff, and not yeah. necessarily like candy or whatever. Like I like me some cookies or whatever. And maybe try and, to like, eat a little bit healthier. And
1: do you drink a lot of water?
0: Summertime, I do.
1: Yeah. It's hard yeah. in the winter.
0: Yeah, a lot of it's just coffee in the winter. Yep. You know. Um, Same
1: here.
0: Yeah, and just you know. Try you probably though prosperous.
1: like, do you eat out a lot since it's yeah? It's kind of one thing. Yourself. I mean,
0: it's try not to eat out as much, and I'm guilty of fast food and like in between stops, and it's also hard because usually like my first stop will go till one o'clock or something like that. Yep. so then like you're eating kind of a late lunch and i'm usually just like okay this will be quick boom zip in zip out and then you're just eating mcdonald's for lunch and yeah. then uh you know you're full because you ate a late lunch and you don't eat till seven o'clock at night so Feeling
1: like shit all the time
0: <laughs> uh it don't really affect me that much but who knows if i maybe if i cut it out might see some results from it
1: yeah yeah i can't do it dude my gut my gut's all fucked up and it's just like i got it i can't eat i'll feel i'll feel like crap if i eat like that yeah i bet i I wish i could
0: yeah i mean well i don't know if you really wish you could or not but
1: (laughs) yeah because if not i just don't eat i just like well nothing good to eat so i'll just like i feel better if i just don't eat than if i eat something shitty
0: yeah it's true what are some personal goals you have for this upcoming year of twenty twenty
1: three? Fuck, man, I don't know. Like, uh, you know, I'm always just trying to be a better dad and a better husband. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I think like there's no way you could be perfect, so it's like try harder. You know, even when I come in from work, like to help in the house more, not sit down as quick. Like, uh, yeah, do cook more dinners probably. Try to cook more, more involved. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I I try to stay pretty involved, but it's just like you can always do more and then do more. Uh, try to do more activities with Catherine, you know, than without. Because like, I end up doing a lot of like bad climate hobbies. Like I, oh, I rough
0: like, rough weather.
1: Yes. So it's like the hobbies I enjoy tend to be in cold weather early in the morning. In the rain. In the woods. In the woods. And it's not in, like, so it's, like, so I I, I either need to, like, choose better places (laughs) so that I can take my kid with me more or not. And so.
0: I don't think those are bad places. I think that's, those are good experiences. Yeah. Like. I I, I just
1: need to turn them a little bit. So, like, that's. Better than
0: taking her to Chuck E. Cheese or something. Yes. You know.
1: And she does good, like, she does good fishing in the boat and stuff. She hangs out. And, like, she's been in the boat every year of her life. And so she doesn't really know too much difference but like like I, like right now i spend a lot of time trapping trapping for, in the winter that's every mm-hmm. day it's like you you don't have a choice you have to go every day walk these couple miles and go check these traps and so and it's not really something i can take her with me too much because that's yeah, hard for i have, to, car- for her I have to carry her mostly because like she just gets tired and it's a really crappy terrain or we go at a snail's place. <laughs> and so now I'm, I got the hound. And so and it's she's like, three or four right now. She's three. She's going three, three in October. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Those little legs can't keep up with yeah. an adult.
1: So dog hunting will be a little, hunting with dogs will be a little easier on her. She can ride around in the truck with me and I can carry her so to the trees and stuff.
0: Do you find this kind of happen to you um, as far as, so you say you want to be more involved, just family life. Do you find that I find, so this is what I find happens to me quite a bit is, you know, all day when you're out, you know, it's a very physically, physical demanding job that we have. And when we're out shoeing horses, you know, we we have to have conversations with our clients. So it's almost like you're communicating all day, you know, you're working your butt off, basically, you know, draining yourself physically. Do you find that when you get home, you basically, you just want to unload and unwind And not necessarily have many conversations or anything like that, just because you're trying to like decompress a little bit from the day that you've had
1: up to that point. A little, uh, yeah. And I just have like, there's always a a like as soon as I come in the house too. It's like I try hard not to look at my phone till after, because I'll have I always have a shit ton of messages and stuff to answer Mm -hmm. from people, and it's like and just social media crap to deal with, and So I try hard to like talk to Chelsea before I do that because I know that's going to suck me in, and it's like I can only pay attention to so much. But yeah, Mm. it it is kind of hard. But me and Chelsea have always been really like chatty, so yeah, it's it's not very hard for us to just chat about a bunch of stuff. You know, I'm always in the mood to talk to her for the most part. (laughs) Every once in a while, you got bummer days, but. Yeah, of course. For the most part, it's pretty easy. And that's, so that's one of my goals. And then the, we, we're renting still currently in the place that we're at Mm -hmm. and it's a cool rental, you know, like it's uh, it fits our, our lifestyle pretty good. Mm -hmm. It's just that like this area and stuff doesn't, the, the people doesn't fit our lifestyle. We don't fit this community that great. Right. All right. And so that's one of our goals for this next year is to find a community that we fit in better wherever that may be in this earth. And then buy a house and some property there. We just yep. don't want to, we've been just waiting to try to find out where we want to land. And so, and we got a bunch of shit to move. So we don't want to move a bunch.
0: Yeah. That power hammer's not easy to move. That,
1: <laughs> that, that whole shop is almost a semi trailer load itself
0: if not multiple.
1: Yeah. So it's like, I just got a lot of shit. I got a couple of trucks, you know, I got a boat. I just got a lot of, a lot of <laughs> crap. And so it's like, I really don't want to move too much. I just want to move one, one time. Yeah. Have it be the somewhere. right spot. Yeah. Wherever we go, I, would, I want to be there for a little while.
0: It's a tough thing in this day and age. I don't know, as far as like figuring those things out on, you know, cost wise and just logistics as far as where you're going to be. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes as hard as a farrier or a horseshoe is. You know, you can't just up and move somewhere because, like, you have a business, and if you move somewhere totally different, you know, you're losing your livelihood, and that it's a hard is way decision. easier
1: for me than other horseshoers because I don't have that many clients. Yeah. So for like me to drop my clients that I have here and go pick up some more that many somewhere else, like,
0: it's more like shop time and not going to take for you very
1: long. Yeah. Like, right. It's really not that many horses that I I want on my books, so it's, it's. I I realize that I can I can pick up and move easier than, than most any other horseshoes. Yeah, I can. I just need a post office. the The mail runs by the house, so like I'm gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's yeah. some benefits here. The steel is close. Woods, you know, wood supplies cl- are close, like by within an hour drive. So, like. If I move too far, that'll all be going away, but it will I think it'll be a benefit. It took us a while, though, you know, and it, Like, I'm sure you relate to this, like, to figure out who we are as people and mm-hmm. as a family, and like, okay, now you gotta find a place that fits that, instead oh, yeah. of trying to fit the place that we live in.
0: Yeah, you know, and that's part of the reason, so, over the years, when I first got out of school, I moved to the Tri-Cities, built a business there, and then shot horses on my own for a couple years. And then I felt like I needed more professionally and get better that way. So I I up and moved to Texas. You know, I I gave up the business I had there, but when I did that and moved there, I wasn't necessarily going there in the sense of like, I need to build a business right away. So with doing that, I knew I had a job as an apprentice. So I knew I was going to be making some sort of money there. So that didn't stress me out so much. Yeah. But, after living there, you know, for the two and a half, three years that I was there in Texas, I started kind of getting homesick in the sense of like, it wasn't the area for me. Like I missed, you know, Pacific Northwest and those kind of things just started weighing on me. Like, I don't necessarily love it here enough to stay because I was at the point where I could have built a business and, you know, probably be there now if I wouldn't have moved. And, just like you said, some of those things just weren't there for me to keep me attached there to Texas. Like there was just certain things about my life and my lifestyle that I wanted to come back up here to Washington for. That's a
1: a lot of it too. Is probably terrain, right?
0: Yeah. You know, a lot of the stuff I like to do are outdoors, right? And I do, I do enjoy going up in the mountains and, um, Texas doesn't have any mountains, you know?
1: No, that's the hard thing for us right now is like, I, I do enjoy this area. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy these, these woods, the the rivers, like I like this area a Mm -hmm. lot. I don't like the people. Yeah. And the people don't like the things I do in these woods. Yeah. And so it's like, we're kind of coming to start like for a while in Oregon, it's just been like, you do your thing, we'll do our thing. But now all of them are moving out here too. And it's like. So, like, right now, our neighbors are from Portland and are very Uh Portland-esque, and and this is their vacation home next door to our house, and I am very un-Portland. And so, like, dude, that dude wears blaze orange everywhere he goes. He's afraid I'm going to shoot him. (laughs) Jeez. And it's, like, it's just getting worse and worse, you know, and it's, like...
0: So, do you think that is, like, a form of, like, ignorance on his behalf, like, him having to wear blaze orange like he just doesn't necessarily care to learn about hunter safety or anything like he just thinks like oh gun this guy has a gun he's hunting and he's just blasting around oh, yeah off. Like,
1: he, and i think it's not even as much ignorance or that I'm, I'm sure he thinks that there is good hunters out there he doesn't think i'm one
0: he oh thinks, really he
1: they think i'm just shooting everything and it's like a little bit stemmed off of like first year that we lived there I was like walking the fence line, like that separates our place and theirs. And it's like, and I shot at a bird opposite direction. And it's like, well, his wife was just like, I don't know if she was walking the fence line next to me, seeing what I was doing or what. You know what I mean? But it's like, she was on the other side of the fence and she screamed bloody murder when I shot out. She thought I was shooting at her. (laughs)
0: So you're completely the opposite direction. Yeah.
1: And it's like, it's just been downhill with them. It's like, and it's so funny that like we've done nothing to them. You know, but like they had like they have these big parties with like all these city people come out. and Oh, yeah.
0: When I was in the tent, it was like, oomph, 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 yeah, oomph. yeah. They like raves. Dude, it's <laughs> yeah, like it's loud weird. music. Yeah. A lot of bass. It's like,
1: yeah, they're like Bernie Man type people. And it's like nothing wrong with that. That's cool. No. And, but it's like they're just kind of weird. And this random dog, dude, just like ran across next to our house, grabbed one of our chickens and just like killed it right in front of Catherine and Chelsea. Oh, <laughs> and it's one like, of their dogs did. One of their friends' dogs, and it's like, I got I got a hold of the dog and gave it back to him. Cause like I I wasn't gonna kill the dog. It wasn't the dog's fault. They suck at his owners, mm-hmm. and it's like, but I sure as hell wanted to.
0: Yeah, no, I wasn't
1: happy with that guy, and no. so like Chelsea's a little bit smarter than me. So she's like, no, we'll just charge them for our chicken, and so she like wrote him a bill for like three hundred and fifty bucks for <laughs> this chicken. Did they pay it? Yeah, they paid it. He wrote a Gosh. big old dispute because he's a DA like but they, they paid it. So I'm, they just don't like us. It's like, they yeah. I know they're just waiting to get even with us at some time. And it's just like, that's kind of everybody around us now is like wine people and everything. It's just, they, they don't dig what we do out in the woods. And so we need to move somewhere. It's that something that like, like, it. <laughs> like,
0: it's something that kind of weighs on me from time to time. And is uh, it's a little bit unfortunate, like in that sense of, you know, people are moving away from the place they are at because they're coming to, yeah. say, our area because it's a nice area. And But then they want like people want to change that area that they're moving to back to what they're accustomed to. Oh, but yeah. it's like you're oh, moving yeah. away from that place because you are tired of what you're accustomed to and yep. you're coming to a new place in hopes because that place is great. So why are you yeah. guys trying to change it into the way that it's supposed to be the way that you're used to like, doesn't that totally defeat the purpose of moving someplace new?
1: Oh man. Like they and moved to this area because it's pretty it, it yeah. be and clean. And it's like, well, like I've, I, we've lived here for five years and I've watched their property go to shit because it's like, mm-hmm. they, they refuse to do anything about beaver damage. And so like, well now the salmon can't make it all the way up the stream. Cause there's so many beaver dams just right. all the way along their place. And it's like, their properties flooded in the whole bottom half because of the feed They uh-huh. like, they always have coyotes and stuff coming in and out of their property. So I know they're <laughs> losing cats and everything else. And it's just like, man, you guys are like, this place was nice because you guys weren't here. Like, yeah. <laughs> Cause somebody was taking care of the place. Like it's,
0: but yeah, it's not necessarily, it uh, there's more happening. Than there just me, just Oregon or Washington. Like it's happening mm. across the world. You know, oh man, where it's like Colorado's that way. are coming out the way. United
1: States. Yep, Colorado's now that way. Like they're changing Texas. Like you know, Texas is getting pushed. Is like, but there still is a few places I think in America where
0: just something that doesn't make sense to me. Like people's thought process in that you know oh. where they're moving away from the place that they don't necessarily like, but they're going someplace new, and it's like it just doesn't it don't make no, no sense to me makes no sense yeah. to
1: anyone, dude. I think they're doing it without even thinking about it fully.
0: Uh-huh. Like, I don't know.
1: Like, you know what? Make this place great. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, go back then. Just go back. <laughs> California. Exactly. We are talking about you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's California. Like, <laughs> like, get out of here.
0: For sure. Oh. For sure.
1: Okay, like, it's it's, our, it's like uh, Oregon. It's our own Oregonians <laughs> that are making this place shit. So it's.
0: it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, even you know, people going from, like, either Washington Oregon, basically moving from the west side to the east side of the state, you know, and those views are being changed on the east side of our states, because people are getting away from the rat race on the west side, and just, I don't know, it's frustrating.
1: It never never failed either, man, those people all want to move out into the woods, and then when they all of a sudden got coyotes and bears eating their cats,
0: they, like, they yeah, want they help.
1: To... They want help all of a sudden.
0: Yeah. But don't shoot him. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know. Just
1: relocate him somebody else's problem.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but
1: yeah, that's yeah, my guess... goals pretty much. Find find our place. Yeah. Where we want to be.
0: You know, something that I also have goals and ambitions for is my YouTube channel. Yeah. Um That's also something I started. Um just to kind of help share, you know, the things that we do. Um, I don't think there's very many people just kind of in the avenue that we go as far as like competitive horseshoeing, going to contests, um, putting handmade shoes on feet, shoeing horses with handmaids, and, you know, collaborating amongst our friends and our peers to get better. Uh, You don't really see that very often on the internet as far as like YouTube and, that's something. That's a reason why I wanted to start that channel, and a goal. I have some goals for that in the sense of I want to. It's hard to put a number on this, just because I don't know, necessarily know what I can get it to. But I think it'd be sweet for 2023 to get up to like 20,000 subscribers or 25,000 subscribers. And um, what are you at right now? It's so like 2,600 or something. Oh, nice. And so it's growing, you know, and that is something I've, it's taken a lot of learning on how to do that as well, because you can't just take a video and record and put it up there and people are going to watch it. It still has to be entertaining. So that is something I'm having to learn a lot about as well. And so when I say that like 20,000, 25,000 subscriber mark, that also includes like, I need to learn a lot more about presentation um, you know, gathering the right information, gather it, recording and putting out there the things that are interesting for us, the stuff that brings us in and keeps us coming back to try and learn and trying to figure out a way to present that, you yeah. know, to people to, you know, get in tune with it and, you know, help it grow. So that's, hard. that's a big goal for me this next year as well.
1: Yeah, I think there's, like, YouTube's still such unchartered territory for everybody. So everybody's yeah. all still learning and trying to figure it out. And so it is, yeah, I think you just got to practice at it. And you're just going to start figuring it out. Yeah. I, yes. I agree. We, we as horseshoers, are, like, so lacking in the social media world. Mm-hmm. Like, man, pipe fitters and plumbers are doing better in the social media world than we are.
0: Really. Yeah.
1: You know, it's like... they they just are like they're sponsored by more people than we are, which gets them the public knowing about it more, you know? So it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt to be, I, I I don't know. That's something like, I, I don't even focus on my Instagram anymore. Even though my Instagram makes me some money and stuff. It's just like, I have a following on there, but it's all by accident. Like I really, like I, I don't, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing on there. So it's like, no, like I'm just posting it every once in a while, and it just works out. So it's like, I, I, I I'm not very ulti- good at it.
0: Ultimately, as well, you know, through the YouTube and by doing those things, yes, I do want, I want it to make me money. You know, yeah, that is yeah, a big, big reason as well.
1: Make money um, and not even it's like to. Get the word out about this horseshoeing, you know, have it be be in the public eye. Like dudes like, you know, Alex Steele have every person just watching blacksmithing. Well, what if, what if these everyday, you know, and forging the fire, what if these everyday people knew about horseshoeing and horseshoeing contests? Well, that takes Mm -hmm. putting it out there and just putting it out there in a way, like you were saying, that gets people interested.
0: Yeah. And that's what I got a lot of learning on you know having to do that so no i think it's cool you you
1: can you can tell you actually like you're not doing videos to just do them each time and they're the same each time like yeah i I watch your videos and i notice something different with them each time like that you're trying to do
0: trying to do something different hopefully you people that have youtube channels will understand this but through like other podcasts that i listen to with social media and stuff is there's a ranking system of one through 10. So every time you post up a new video, it'll give a ranking on the first 10 day or first uh, couple hours or whatever. And when you get one that goes one out of 10, so one being great, like the best and you see that and you're like, hell yeah, this one's fucking real good. And then you do one the next week and then it'll be like six out of 10 and it's not that great. Or then one <laughs> will be like 10 out of 10 and it's like not, and you, it sometimes it's uh humbling or frustrating you see it when it's like you get done you're like okay this one here is better than last week's i feel like this one's better and then it gets the 10 out of 10 you're like god damn it dude! none of them
1: makes sense where did
0: i go wrong you know
1: like it's like the reels thing on instagram those reels like took off you know and like that was yeah to like make money on instagram and stuff Mm -hmm. and it's like I would I would put one on that like I put like like you said that I put a bunch of work into like a whole day of videoing and like making this project for me yeah. at least it's nice I can like always sell the thing when I'm done so like if uh-huh. it doesn't make me any money on the reel it doesn't really matter too much I still can sell it but it's like. It, I would get done with one and think that it was great, and it would just be not do good at all. Like barely anybody would watch it, and then you, I'd put one on that was like, "Oh, this is kind of stupid," you know. It's like, like uh-huh. I put one on that's literally just like me hot rasping a draft shoe, and it got three million views. Like I don't know why that did good at all. It's so. Who wants weird. to see anybody hot rasp? Like, yeah. This is like, and it's just like a bunch of people. They have no fucking idea what you're doing for some reason. Social media grabbed a hold that's... of it
0: entertaining to people i don't know
1: oh and the algorithm i think it's just how it gets clicked in the first little bit that it's on yeah and it has to be grabbing like they'll go from there but
0: yeah it's something also because we don't necessarily have like a bunch of people like you said as far as uncharted territory it's hard to you know collab with other people yeah. and ask like well what did you do differently well, how did it because we don't really have people like kind of like with our horseshoeing and competitions, like we could reach out to Craig or whatever and be like, Oh, what did I do wrong? As far as like this goes, we don't necessarily have a lot of people like that where we could ask like, well, how do we make it better or something like that? And so that is something that's tough in that sense, you know, trying to learn that and figure that out on my own. And yeah, there are uh, avenues that I go to, to figure out solution or like, try and get gather answers and information, but it's not necessarily like when it comes to the horseshoeing aspect of it. Like as far as like video and stuff like that, people know how to edit videos. Like that's happened for a long time, but yeah.
1: Yeah. It's putting them together in the right steps. It's a work in progress.
0: (laughs) Kind of like everything else. It's a work in progress (laughs) and learning as we go. So that's a, that's a big thing that I want to try to work on this next year and try to make that popping.
1: right yeah i don't in my personal life like they like said for like business wise i i've always struggled in the shop of like i i want to be able to make more items and not necessarily to make more money but to get to more people like i always feel like i'm leaving people out when i make them things And so it's also hard finding items that I can make quickly and then, like, a bunch – and not even just, like, quick – like, keep up the standard but make it faster. Yeah. To the same level of quality is something that I – I'm just – that's just always been a striving thing in my shop. So I think – Because you
0: do get people that always, like – I was on there right at noon or whatever, and it, it was, it was gone. gone. Yeah, And that's what you're kind of talking about, where you wish you could make multiple of them. And
1: if I could just get a few more, i would be nice, you know? That'd be, yeah. it'd be a little better deal.
0: That's uh, more
1: people, make more money in the shop. Uh, so it's like, I need to find more ways that I can maybe get an employee doing some parts of it while I'm doing other things, and just some tooling that can be quicker,
0: make things faster, you know? Yeah, that was my qu- my next question of uh, what do you think would help that? But I guess if you have, were able to get an employee. and
1: Yeah, and like the employees, like you gotta know where to put them and to keep them busy so you're not just paying them for nothing. Yeah. And like that's just always a struggle for me, and especially a struggle. I, I just, I'm not okay with any little mistakes. Mm-hmm. And so it's like. The, that's hard With it. They're going to make mistakes. <laughs> like, and the reason sure. why
0: people buy your stuff is because it's great. And you've put it, you've put your name on it and you've Every built a party. brand for yourself. Yeah. So you want to maintain that level of quality.
1: And so, and it's like, yeah. I don't think I like a hundred percent want an employee. Like I really don't. My life doesn't, I like being all over the place. You know, yeah. I I like knowing like, well, all right, well, I don't have any horses for the next three days. And I need to get some items done, but I also want to go hunt. And it's like, so, okay, I'm going to go hunt one day and then bust my hump for the next two. Or I'm going to hunt each morning for an hour or two and work real hard through the rest of the days. Like, that works fine when you're by yourself, but then you throw an employee in the mix, it's like, it doesn't work out for them as easy.
0: Yeah. So it's like, you've built a lifestyle for yourself, but you've also built a business for yourself. And yeah, you've, you've figured out a way to combine those things to the max capacity right now.
1: Well, and so. it's weird too, because just this past year, my business took a big old change, like not a big change. I'm still in the shop making things, but it's like, I was making nothing but farrier hammers. like just a ton of hammers. Right. And I haven't made a hammer in so long.
0: Yeah, I kind of noticed that. I was like, uh, because you're having all these different things come on. I was like, I haven't seen very very many hammers come up lately.
1: It's just been a ton of, like, axes and just other random things. So, it's like part of it has been, like, the reels. I'm trying to come Mm -hmm. up with new things to make for the reels. That's what keeps the reels interesting. I'm making the same thing over and over again. And then just trying to, like, keep things interesting in the shop. And it's, like, also... Like, I'm sure there's more people that want hammers, but I made a fuck ton of hammers. How many more people out there? How many more empty hands is there? Like, that's what, one thing of, like, making a hammer that lasts for a while, too. It's like, they aren't coming back for new ones all the time. It's like, right. it's kind of a weird, you know, it's like, so. Unless
0: you're Tom Peterson and breaking hammers. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> Don't want to make them for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: No, it's, uh, I'll, I'll make more hammers. But <clears throat> also, you got guys like you got guys like Matt Marty and Troy making a ton of hammers. So, like, the market's filled. Like, there isn't a hole there, you know. The, the, mm-hmm. guys, guys are getting hammers. But so, I also remember
0: you saying, like, you switch up on what you're making to keep it exciting for yourself. Like, yep. you know, because you said uh, you don't really like making the same thing day in, day out.
1: And so, like, now I'm, like, more... I'm going to I'm going to start making a bunch of pans. More of those. Pans. I was actually
0: just talking to a friend of mine. Um he had brought up your name and he's like, "Dude, did you see um oh fuck, what was the last thing that you made?" But uh oh, the ashtray. Oh yeah. He's like, "Dude, I saw your friend Riley ba- built this ashtray. That thing was so sick." And uh then he's like, "That fucking pan that he made was so cool." I was like, "Yeah, it's pretty dang sweet."
1: that's the thing the pans you they anybody everybody uses a pan oh yeah everybody you can never you you can never cap that market out like it's just like it's kind of
0: people even using for decorations you know with the uh cast iron skillets or whatever like those hang one up and you
1: know uh, there's other guys forging pans too but it's like just like there's other guys making hammers and they're making axes i just try what's the the
0: hardest thing with making a pan
1: right now it's just making the pan like, it's just like uh, <laughs> i i don't like i need to redo my tooling and so i can use my press and my power hammer to do a lot of it because right oh now, so you're I doing have, it all by hand with all by hand and so you I take am. a disc and you make a bowl yeah and then you flatten the bottom of the bowl and flatten the sides out to get a crisp corner in the bottom and that's uh it just takes time yeah they get cold fast, and it's like there's no rebound to your hits. They just like it eats everything up. Mm. So you're just swinging forever. <laughs> like it just seems like it just sucks. Are you,
0: as you're like a die or anvil or whatever, are you using like a wood block or is it metal?
1: It's a piece of tubing, like six six inch tubing. And it's, oh. like, it's flared at the end.
0: Oh, so it doesn't scar it.
1: Mm-hmm. I see. Just hitting into the metal middle of that tubing, pretty much.
0: That's something uh if we get the time to I'd love to try and make one with you but yeah. we have other goals and ambitions that we have to work on. Yeah. The part pans. of this
1: is uh the team PNW. You Troy moved on in life and so he uh he moved on to a better team. Congratulations to Troy. Yeah, and dude, that's pretty sick. Yeah, he's a bad daddy. And then or a bad son, because he's pretty
0: young. <laughs> <laughs> Bad
1: son. He uh Yeah, so now Gavin's on Troy's foot, so that's pretty cool. So some, not, you're uh, not on Troy's foot. That we uh
0: I have taken a foot, <coughs> but not Troy's foot.
1: Yeah. Gavin's on the <laughs> other hind foot. Uh we got Brian and Jesse on the front end. Yep. And our next contest we gotta do heels. So we have roadsters
0: caulk and wedge
1: yep and then ag heels on the draft day
0: yeah caulk wedge tool and Fullard. so it's something so, we've
1: all made these shoes before but a lot harder when they go on feet
0: oh yeah so i i, I want to i want you to lead off with the goals for the team just in the sense of so this is my first year with you guys so what are some goals that you foresee or hope to achieve with the team this year and this will probably be a question um we'll ask Jesse and Brian when we are at a practice here in a few weeks and do yeah. another podcast with the five of us or four of us. I mean, uh, what do you foresee?
1: Uh, I just hope I like it's, th- I think it's the same for everybody almost choreography or whatever the hell that dancing thing is called. right? Like, we need a good system. We need a yeah. good system to recognize when things are going bad and when things are going good. And that just takes practice. We just need to p- pound in a routine, you know, like, uh, I, I think that's one of our, one of our biggest things like yeah I I think that's uh the biggest thing for everybody mm-hmm. it's like th- thankfully our we we can be pretty open in our team and kind of like throw everything out there uh we all process things different so like it sometimes takes a little bit of time for like you know somebody will say something to me and like I'll have to chew on it for a while before I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I kind of see where that's coming from. But it's like, yeah, I I think we just need a better system. I think that's with everybody. We're still a pretty young team as far as competitive. Like, uh, all of us have been on four-man teams. Like, we haven't been on a shit ton of them. Yeah. So, uh, we're just figuring out how to do that.
0: Yeah, it's kind of something I've been thinking about, you know, since I'm new to this with you guys is – something for me is I want to be a good teammate, you know? Yeah. That's kind of first and foremost is like I want to be able to hold up my end of the bargain and do the best that I can so hopefully it benefits the team. You know, I want to be be there so that I'm doing a good enough job so that I don't let down three other guys. Yeah, um,
1: it's huge.
0: You know, something that is also kind of tough to think about is we know we are not going to go out and win it right yeah so and it's not saying like i just know the guys out there that are gonna win it are much more handier than we yeah. are um just in the sense of experience of competing and just who they are and talent wise and the work yeah. that they've put in so it's like i don't want to go there obviously to lose like i know we are better than last place and um it's hard to say where are we gonna be. Like, do we wanna try to shoot for middle of the road? I mean, it's hard because I don't think any you put goal a number like, on it. Yeah, any goal out there is like you don't wanna shoot for the middle of the road, like obviously you wanna go to win. Yeah. But in this sense, like middle of the road would be our top goal in that yep. I guess. Yeah, I so. don't
1: I don't think you can put a number on it at all. I think like Poe said it when we did I did that interview with him on the team. And he said, we just want to do better than we did it, or as good as we did it at practice. Yeah. And so it's like, that's my goal for us right now. It's like, we aren't even to that yet. Like we, no, we, we don't do as good in practice as we do at home by ourselves.
0: Yeah. So like, we got to develop all have, that system.
1: We all have our, our like pictures that we send each other, you know, and mm-hmm. it's like, one thing that's nice is we all do better trims at a practice than we probably do and our everyday work and but our the job that goes on the foot isn't always there yeah and so it'd be nice to be able to do as good a job as that we know we could do that's my hope
0: yeah being able to put our mouth money where our mouth is essentially
1: yeah or just like do do as good as you know you can do it sucks going to the competition and be like that was 70 percent of what i can do like I didn't get to show anybody what I'm even somewhat capable of. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like as long as you put out everything you think you're capable of, you're okay where it falls in the standings. Mm-hmm. I am. Like it just sucks when you're like that was shit. You're like that. Yeah. What I just put on that vote was shit. Like I could, I swear I could do better than that. Like yeah, but you didn't. So it's like it'd be nice if we could just just do what we know we can do. That would I be think
0: sweet. no matter what sport it is. Any type of competitor or athlete has that has that thought go through their head in the oh, sense yeah. of like I know I could have done better, yep. you know. So I think that's just normal, normal in the sense of anybody being a competitor or an athlete yeah. is knowing they can do better. So yeah, that's S- kind of something my and I think uh, consistency, you know, getting a strong system and yep. so that we can be consistent in the sense of hopefully in the three days of the three different classes, we are consistent consistently where we started and then consistent on where we ended up. So yeah, hopefully I like, agree. I don't know what day they, what class they run first. Like, is it roadster? Draft. Or, so hopefully, hopefully we're not like, you know, fifth in the draft and then like ninth in roadster and then fifth and to a forward or something like, hopefully we're like, you know, Middle of the road, middle of the road, middle of the road. Yeah. You know, in that no, sense. No, it'd be
1: nice to just go through the weekend without a wreck. Yeah. Be like, yeah, that was a good go. Yeah. Not have an awkward dinner.
0: <laughs> have an awkward dinner or a podcast.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> you know, having to uh, kick each other in the nuts. Like, <laughs> uh, like what happened there? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Communication's key. Yeah, so I,
1: that's key. funny that it's like that's kind of the whole goal i think of the year is communication <laughs> like, on the podcast True. on the team in my house like we do pretty good at the house but it's like man communication everywhere
0: that's it something can't. i even try to work on you know just between ashley and I, i's being more communicative and kind of like what i was saying to you earlier with you you know shooing all day and like come home and i just kind of shut down in the sense of like i just want to decompress you know last thing i want to do yeah. is talk some more and so it's something i try to work on myself and
1: yeah you gotta understand they've been waiting to talk to you so it's like you got, yeah you gotta talk man like, it's just not the end of the
0: world it's better than not yeah having to talk to i heard some other guys kind of have like that same conversation on in their field as well and i was like yeah that that actually hits home for me like I, I feel end. that same way
1: yeah we work a pretty high adrenaline job yeah and so it's hard to like you say wind down right away Mm-hmm. so a question well, that you've been asking a bunch of people uh is who's on their mount rushmore <laughs> so I, th- I, th- I think that'd be interesting to hear for everybody from both of us of uh, who's who's on your mount rushmore gavin Oh, it's funny so, you ask everybody this question and you, have, you don't have it like <laughs> like nailed down for yourself.
0: I know, which is, <laughs> I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing, but I think it it evolves from time to time and mm-hmm. I'm still fairly young. So I think people that I looked up to or idolized, you know, when I was 20 years old, probably is different from where I'm at now being 30 years old but i think one that hasn't necessarily ever changed and it's two people but i'm going to consider it be one and i'm going to say that's my mom and my stepdad you know there's somebody that have helped me out a lot over the years and you know whether it be professionally or personally um so those two people i'm going to consider as one um and then I'm going to think about number two, three, and four. Who is your first <laughs> on your list?
1: <clears throat> I think first on my list would probably be my my grandparents on my mom's side. So, mm-hmm. uh, not my great, just my grandparents, my grandma and my grandpa. Uh, my grandpa came over on the Oregon Trail in a wagon. Like, he's obviously dead now. Uh, he was a, a very uh, older guy. And... Man, he lived in a tent on the beach in Oregon. Like he was wow. there, who some of like the first timber was cut down, like when all the gold mining was happening. Uh, you know, he he watched logging go from absolutely nothing, you know, manpower only, all the way to the modern day age of the end when it's as, as modern as it is right now. And so he he had he owned a lumber mill and everything. And him and my grandma were just very disciplined, clean living people. They, they enjoyed life, you know, like they they had their life that they liked and they they are good at protecting it all the way to the end. So it's like those are those are two people I really respect. Like they were. He, he was a very well off man and you could you would never tell. Right. Yes. Yeah. Looked like Lived within guy. his means then. He's a hard working dude. Still liked even when he owned the whole operation, he still liked going out and logging for himself. Like he still liked being out there. It was just. he yeah. Enjoyed it. So, it's something I try to take from them.
0: You know, somebody, uh, so for my number two slot, um, would be Jeff Engler. I think without him, I probably wouldn't be on the path on which I am right now. Uh, When I was in college, and initially, like, I didn't know what I wanted to study when I first went to school. So... I asked Jeff, like, Hey, can I just come and do some of the blacksmithing part? You know? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. You know, yeah, we can probably let you do that. And maybe then you could, uh, get underneath some horses or whatever. And little did I know, like there was no just taking the blacksmith portion. <laughs> yeah. like. And so basically I was just thrown right into shoeing horses. And he was willing to, you know, let me do that at first, but he knew once I was going to get in there, like it was just going to, that's what I was, you are going to start shooting horses. And he is a guy that if you are putting in effort or putting forth effort, he will give it back to you, you know. But if you're slacking, you're not going to get any of it. Yeah. And I was trying, and I was trying to do work. So he was helpful in that sense of like, you know, giving back, you know, trying to help me. And I also remember the first time... My first year of school, I think, it was either my first or second year, but the Washington State Association would always have their spring contest there at the school, at the college. And he had told me, the contest is coming. I think you should do it. I think you'll be really good at it. And at first I was like, oh, really? Like, I don't know about that. I don't, you know, don't know anything about contests or whatever. And he's like, no, you should do it. I think you'll do well. And sure enough, like, I ended up winning, like, the novice that year. And because he had pushed me to do it, I mean, if that wouldn't have happened, I probably never would have continued down the same path of what I'm, what we're doing, what I'm doing now, you know, I think that was a big push for me, you know, professionally in the sense of like that kicked off my career and kept it exciting for me because at that point in my life, like I was searching for basically adrenaline, right. You know, from riding buck horses all the time and then, getting hurt and not being able to do it um, that filled the void for me in the sense of you know being able to compete and competing to me today still keeps our job interesting you oh, know for sure yeah keeps it not mundane in the sense of just shooting horses like just mm-hmm. going out there and shooting horses like how gives you something to push forward to and keep working towards and new go- new goals revolving you know whether it be monthly or yearly or through a decade you know no that's a good one and so yeah i'm going to put him as my number 2
1: you need time for your 3 or you're just going to you want to keep rolling
0: uh i'm going to need time for my number 3 so right. you're going to have to go for number 2
1: <laughs> uh number 2 i'm going to go with chelsea man chelsea nice. is i would be a, like probably a, I don't know, a mountain man or a bum somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, we, Like, man, she is – she makes everything, like, super possible and not, like, inachievable. You know, like, I'll throw out a crazy idea, and she'll, like, come back 10 minutes later. Like, I looked all into it, and this is super possible. We just have to do this, this, and this, and it's happening. And so it's like so, she, so has, she been, has been – that's echo. Yeah, Chelsea's uh, – she's the only reason I have any, like, structure in yeah. my life. So. And didn't you say you guys have been
0: together since you were in high school, right?
1: Yeah, we met at my 17th birthday party. Oh, wow. And together not long after that.
0: So, what, you guys have been together now 12 years or 13, 14 years?
1: Uh, It's 13, 16 years. I'm 33.
0: That's half your life, dude.
1: Yeah, yeah. Isn't that wild? incredible yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool she is definitely like cliche everyone's you know like she's my soulmate you know best friend
0: right i think that's what she's
1: definitely up there
0: a lot of people hope to find in their life is their soulmate
1: oh for sure (laughs) And like yeah it's uh, like it's not always like perfect you know what i mean like but it's like it's never bad it's never bad like we just always like if like it's usually it's me like i got some fucked up like I get frustrated and like with what's going on, I'm not like doing good enough or something. Mm -hmm. And like, but we just talk through it. We're just, she's really good at communicating with each other. So it's, it works out.
0: Well, I might cop out and think about my three and four. Really? And yeah, I got to think about it for a little bit. They're big Um, ones. Maybe in a future episode. We'll have to uh, finish this, finish I, off the, I, I, my, I my
1: I got mine.
0: Oh, you do? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll, All right. I'll
1: keep going in like order of my life. So like my grandparents are probably the first like important people in my life. And then Chelsea, you know, obviously mm-hmm. very important in my life. And the next person that helped me out a ton and like set me down this path was a guy named Sean Robertson. Uh, Sean's not with us anymore. He's passed away, but Sean is the reason I'm a horseshoer. Like, yeah. For sure. I had, I was just a trim. to be, Like, he made me a professional for sure. Like, no, I would have been fucking off trimming some so at Team Ropings on the weekends and continue to be a welder or a mill rider or something. <clears throat> and Sean pushed me to a school. Sean gave me somewhere to work afterwards. He would encourage me to go to contests, even though that wasn't his thing. He would help me work on little shoes. And, ha- like, he would let me nail handmaids on his client's horses so I could keep practicing, like, the dude, he, he, whatever you wanted to do, he would help encourage it. And he was doing that in his own life too. He was, you know, he enjoyed roping in his family. And so he was really good at doing that. So that guy is, uh, someone I look up to, to be a person like he was, he was always there to help everybody.
0: Yeah. I've never personally met him, but I have, you know, heard through multiple people about him and, you know, a lot of people have said good things about him and it's too bad that he's no longer with us. Yeah. He
1: was a great, great dude. So I think he deserves to be up there. And then the other guy is Jim poor Jim. Yeah. been. he's like my horseshoe and Papa. Sometimes like if I got, if I got a question <laughs> or a dilemma in my life is like what I need to do with my business, I can ask Jim and I know mm-hmm. he's not looking out for himself or anything else. Like he's truly looking out for my well-being and that it'll give and he's not like, Trying to coddle me ever, you know? He's like, No, you're being a fucking idiot. This is what you should probably do, or don't quit fucking around with that. This is what you should be doing. Like, he has taken the bumps and bruises of like being a tool maker in our trade or anything like that. A lot of people haven't done it. It's new. It's like we're still the production tool or just selling tool thing is still pretty new in horseshoeing. Like, they used to be just blacksmiths or horseshoers made those things individually by themselves. And so, like, there isn't that many tool companies out there. And so, to ha- Jim is done it. He's one of the biggest ones, and he's also a great example. He's been a great example of me of giving back to his trade.
0: Yeah, that yeah, I think isn't. everybody knows that about Jim. Yeah, he's
1: in, he's immersed in it, right? Like, it's just like even when he's he loves not, it. he's still yeah. He just absolutely loves it. So he's. And it's kind of been funny that he's been on a few people's Mount Rushmores already. Yeah. Well, he deserves it, man. He's a he's a, he's a great all
0: around guy. I think if we had a
1: if we had a Mount Rushmore of of a America horseshoeing, poor would be up there. Like,
0: yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent.
1: He is a good dude.
0: That's the thing. That's kind of why I have to think about my three and four right now is. Who exactly, you know, from either my professional life as far as like horseshoeing goes or my personal rush. Yeah, more. it's so hard. It's hard. That's, uh, that's what I got to try and decipher for from my three and four. So stay tuned.
1: I don't have a lot of difference. <laughs> like, <laughs> my personal life is my horseshoeing life a lot of the times.
0: Yeah, but it's a
1: pretty big mix.
0: Well, let's. Uh, we've got some pregame game. Some, some
1: pictures, huh? Yeah. Some people have sent some stuff in.
0: So, something I also want to say is, so for you guys as listeners, let us know some of your goals and things that you want to accomplish this year. So, if you have something in particular, you know that you're really going to try to work towards, and say you need, you might need some help to accomplish those things from you know, somebody in our horseshoeing world, uh, throw it out on our group page. Let us know what your goals are. And if there's something like somebody can do to help you, you know, that'd be a good place to display it and showcase it. Let us know. And maybe somebody will reach out and be able to help you on that. So leave us a post and let us know what you, some of your goals are. And that'll be great. And then, uh, yeah.
1: I'm trying to take a picture without it being too... <laughs> <without> <laughs> too inconspicuous it, like, all over the place yeah
0: oh uh, yeah no you're cool
1: uh, yeah so where are are you all on the Instagram
0: yeah so our first one here um, his name is Emil Adolphson, and he says gonna go out on a limb here and ask you guys for some pointers in the right way section is uh, basically I think three-eighths by one and he says his struggles with are fullering towards the toe area. And so I think what he's basically getting at is creating nice fullering in that toe area. And the first picture he had sent us, it's pretty clean shoe, pretty nicely trimmed and forged. Yeah. But you can see the fullering is a little wonky there just um, towards the, it's good fullering, but it could use some refinement, right?
1: Yep. It just it needs to come back a little bit, A Like, it's just too far forward on that front shoe. Uh, it's too far forward, and it's just too much of a gap from the start of the fullering in the nail. Yep. And, and it's also, like, you see he has that habit that everybody gets when they first start fullering and they're working with a fuller is they let the corner dive away from them. So like you can see it on the right-hand side fuller especially in the toe. like That corner just wants to cut away, so you just kind of stop hitting it because every time you hit it, it gets worse. Mm -hmm. And so you can tell that it's just weak there. It doesn't have a real firm stop.
0: And basically, in order to get that crisp is if you're either coming up to it or coming behind it, basically you're going to pick up in your fuller just ever so slightly, and you're going to hit that reverse- uh, and this side of the yeah, fuller to, and
1: the stop, when you're at the stop, the fuller is always going to be leaning towards the inside of the shoe. never yep. To the outside. Yep. Exactly. So basically
0: it. just to get that, is you're just picking up or dropping yep. and then hitting the, it would be the diagonal yep. edge of your corner. fuller and you don't yeah, got to no. pick it up like a ton. It's just, no. you know, up ever so Continue slightly past. around that
1: corner. Don't let it cut out of the corner. Yep. Or on the circle. Uh, And then make sure your fuller, like if you're looking at it, you know, if you got your handle going like this perpendicular and you're looking at the fuller.
0: Yeah.
1: Hold on. Good thing I'm in the shoeing rig. (laughs) (laughs) So you're looking at your fuller like this. Make Mm -hmm. sure these sides here are either straight up and down or a little belled. Yeah. Not like that. If they're like this, it's really hard to get a stop because every time you do, this, it's hitting up here on the folder. You want the bottom corner to be able to bite. That's what gives yeah. you a good stop.
0: That's kind of good to know because I've got one creaser right now, and I think it is kind of ground down. Yeah, and
1: start, Like you start cleaning up that edge, you know, not thinking about it, and then all of a sudden it starts coming in like a four-punch. Uh-huh. Well, when you come up there that side of the fuller's hitting not the bottom and if be, you want to be able to get that corner to the bottom cutting edge to be able to bite in and take a bite and then that sinks the you know cleans up the stop the top yeah that's like uh you look at like beanies fullers that he sells they okay. have almost like an exaggerated bell to them
0: oh really mm-hmm. i haven't really looked at them that much to
1: and it's something that like a uh, blacksmith's hot cuts really have a far out corner. So you can really grab things with the corner.
0: Yeah. That makes with the cut. I've out. seen those. Yes.
1: So I think that I check out your fuller a mill see if that maybe will help you out. And then uh, something I noticed about your fuller in and the shoe too is your, your fuller in is a complete tear, tear drop pretty much. So like, it's at its widest point at the first nail and then it's coming out from there where the fullery needs to be the same depth all the way through the nails and then come Mm -hmm. out. That's a, it's something that's hard to do.
0: Yeah. Something I noticed on, I guess it'd be the medial, the medial of the shoe is, uh, the distance from the, to the outside leading edge is the lines aren't parallel or they're not the same where you kind of dive out. And then you kind of come in and then you go back out again uh, instead of having one continuous line. Um, That's super hard, too, because I bet it was that foot. That foot probably has a
1: really straight inside. Mm -hmm. So it probably fit in the foot, but it's it's something you got to try to hide then in your full It's hard to make it look pretty. Yep. And it's hard. It's one of those hard things that like when you, if you made the shoe at the shop and then you had to do some heinous things to it to get it on the horse, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, um, it's kind of bad.
0: Yeah. So kind of like what you said, I think uh fuller just needs to come back a little bit at the yep. toe. And I don't know that the toenails need, do you think the toenails need to drop back just a tickle? Just a little bit. No. A lot. Yeah. So I think if you just drop back, your fullering a little bit and then drop back your toenail just a little bit, and then that would look quite a bit better. Yep. And
1: he's got some other shoes too, and it's like all the fuller, the forging's really clean. I think he's going the right direction completely. Just, yeah. I, I think he just needs to clean his fuller up and get him better stops.
0: Yeah, Mel, send us uh, some pics of your fuller, and then yeah. we'll try to uh, help you get that tuned up better. Um, let's see here, looking at some of his other pictures here that he had sent in and yeah, I think it's a lot of, it's just kind of in this, uh, the tuning of the fuller. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And just more practice making smooth fullering lines, man.
0: It looks like the stop, basically what you're saying on how it needs to be ground. Where it has just a slight bell at the end, uh that's what would clean up,
1: and he does the same thing that like everybody does his uh left hand side fulluring is lower each time,
0: oh yeah, and so oh, uh, where it finishes,
1: yeah, where it starts too, and so it's like uh, just know that, and just put up up above, twist it the other way, <laughs> like. Yeah, don't, don't as far as where the it same thing. stops. Yep.
0: Um, let's see here. Oh yeah, there was one. J. W. Hader. I think he's just a couple down, and he says this is a fifteen-inch foot made out of thirteen and a half of one and a quarter inch by three eighths. And the horse has quite shit weak feet, he says. No, one and a quarter by five sixteenths, he says. Sorry. And nice job on uh, taking before pictures and sending them to us. Because that actually helps tell the story a lot better on how you got to where you are. So, we like that. That And it does look like pretty... Wet, washed out.
1: <laughs> yeah, crooked, dude.
0: I wonder if you can go a bit thicker on your section instead of using that five sixteenths. Go to like three eighths. It's Usually hard that though. Helps.
1: It like because you like get those feet that they just want to find the ground. So you put too much depth on them and they just sink through it.
0: Yeah, but who are who were, I can't remember who we were talking to. Uh, I think it might've been money where you add just a little bit more depth on the shoe as far as thickness goes and it just helps out feet. And I've noticed that even in my practice, yeah. instead of using like five sixteenths, you know, using like the eighths thickness and the feet get stronger. You know, just <laughs> I've noticed of... it
1: for sure. And on hind feet. Yeah. Yeah. Hind feet seems like they like the thickness. If I have a kind of flat footed hind foot, I'll put some thickness to it and they, they respond. Mm-hmm. The, the only thing I could say about the, the job, the shoe job, I like, I like the shoe. Like I, it's shaped nice. It's punched nice for what it was. Uh, it's good heels forged on it. I think the width is good for that horse. Uh, I don't think three three eights really would have hurt him, or maybe even benefited. Him. I don't know. I don't think, know if it would have helped too much. Uh, I would not have rast on the top.
0: None like, on the top.
1: I, definitely not below those old nail holes. Like you can see there's some flare. Like uh, yeah. I would have gathered that medial toe up where it kind of flares out that way. And no, I wouldn't have touched that lateral probably. I mean, That's one I would have been okay with it looking like shit from the top. Even if I would have had to bull nose that lateral to get it to the shoe, or to get it underneath the bony column. Mm. I, You can see he rasped pretty high.
0: Yeah. that's yeah, like think, He
1: rasped through the old clip and everything. Like I would have done maybe a little bit of that, but not much, man. It's definitely
0: much. is a uh, part where rasping high, as high up as you did probably oh, yeah. is not necessarily needed. And mm-hmm. just go even less than the bottom third, you know maybe the bottom quarter of the foot.
1: Yep. Yeah, I'll um, leave them, especially when they don't got a lot of hoof wall. I try to leave them some hoof wall there until we get it to the ground.
0: This may not necessarily sound as great, but I probably would switch from a toe clip to a side clip or something, so you can get rid of a few nails out of that foot.
1: Yeah, wouldn't have hurt. To try to yeah, just to try to put less nails in it. I would have, I would have maybe burnt my shoe back a little bit more, and just left it bull nosed up. Yeah, I would, because he, you can see he got into the white a little bit, the white pigment,
0: mm-hmm.
1: on the toe. So it's kind of a, you don't want to be in there. I mean, good nailing. He's got good nailing on there though. Strong. It's pretty strong, nice yes. and high. Yeah, that's a hard part on those feet, but I wouldn't touch them on the top. It's always something that like gets me on Instagram and Facebook. Someone's like. Horse had no foot, so I didn't touch any of it. And then like, but there's some reason there's rasp marks all over. You're like, that's that's you touching it. It's like, that's that's like not touching. It's not touching it. (laughs) That's the
0: simple rules of the uh, certification or even a contest is if you touch it, you own it. Basically, if you did not rasp it or anything, you did not. That was not, you did not create that.
1: And so I don't think he took a lot, but he touched it all. Yeah. And so that instantly just has me like, ah. like I mean, yes. we can see the beforehand picture. There was some shit there, that needed to go. Yeah, but not a, not a ton, not a ton. I would have yeah, I would have kept it low, kept my rasping real low.
0: Yeah, and that's you a pretty did. common
1: foot though for us here.
0: Yeah, that's. Kind of like right up our alley.
1: That's what I, yeah, I walk up to a lot of the, (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. someone calls the new horse, feet are falling apart, like, or, you know, it's like, they look like that horse is long, and it's like, they're going to look that way with me for a little while.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, can't fix it just in one trip.
1: Fucking 10 trips even sometimes, you know, it's just like, it's a hard one, especially when it's your girlfriend's horse. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, and you're not getting
1: paid for it. Getting, yeah, you probably don't want to do them every four weeks, but like. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, if it were me, I probably would have switched up from a toe clip to side clips with him.
1: And then we That's got good. uh Cole Allen's right below that one, huh? Have we looked at that one already?
0: Yeah, I thought we I think we did. Yeah, we talked about him last time. Okay. And then I know on the Group page. We have yeah the two Facebook on there. Group page. Yeah, if you haven't heard, we have a Facebook group page, forging brain podcast, and brains podcast, and you can join. Just go on there, and
1: even you we'll, can join.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: even you. <laughs> All right, so we got Anthony Morris sent a shoe job. Said pick it apart.
0: It's- all yeah, right. Thanks for so, sending me in.
1: Yeah. Uh, shout out to Anthony and Ben Crot. They've been doing, uh, they've just started. I think they might be like day 10 or something, but they're doing 30 days of French Heinz. And so yeah. they're trying to work on their foraging. And it's been cool to kind of follow along and see them post their pictures. It,
0: it's something that I, you know, somebody hasn't necessarily done that before on social media. And I think it's cool that one, they are putting themselves out there. And they obviously, it they're at day 10 or 12 now, and we are seeing the progression that they're making, For you sure. know, and not a lot of people like to do that where, um, you know, the first shoe might not be very good. And some people don't have very thick skin and they might not want to hear that, you know, oh, you got a lot of work to do. Well, yeah, that's what I'm doing. We got 30 days to do this. And yeah, something that's cool you gotta, is- you gotta start somewhere got to start somewhere something that's cool is seeing the progression you know you guys are doing the work and putting it forward so it would be cool that you know if somebody else wants to do something like that you can submit it on the uh fortune Bades group page and uh maybe somebody with an idea start out with a shoe and um maybe others will tag along and do it so good job on you guys for doing that and look forward to seeing more in the future
1: so something that I see just right away on this shoe job is in the trim, he was high medially. So there's just some like, there was some width left on the medial. It's really thick in that medial toe quarter, like the wall mm-hmm. thickness. It's tall. You can see in the picture from there and the heel needs brought back. Like it's just like the heels aren't straight across from each other, which they generally should kind of be straight across from each other.
0: Yeah. There can be a little a bit degree. of
1: difference, like just a sliver of difference. But they, I think that foot has quite a bit to come down on that medial toe. And you can see see sometimes on these bottom pictures you can see it. it. Like if it looks like that side's closer to the camera or the shape just looks more bound up than the other side, that usually means that it's still high. And that can kind of something you can use in your everyday work when you're looking at a foot, you're like, well, why does that look bound up or a really tight radius right there? We'll look at it down it and it might be high there. And that, mm-hmm. that'll, that if you rasp that down, it kind of opens the shape up a little bit more.
0: And he's going to get rid <clears> of some <throat> of that length too, by gather, <clears throat> gathering up that toe quarter right there through the bottom, yep. uh, tightening it up to your white line, and then dressing some of it out from the top as well.
1: And it just looked like a lot of length left on the foot. You can just see a lot of the, or, it, and I don't know if it's length or the hoof knife was just used really flat and not at the right sole
0: plane to get all the way to the bottom of the sewer. Yeah. You can see that at the tip of the frog there there's quite a yep. a decent amount of length there that could be taken out. And
1: that's something I try to have a nice clean slope from the hoof wall to the bottom of the sewer, so that it cleans out nice. Yeah. That also like it helps me give the correct length to the horse. Because if I have that even hoof sole plane all the way around going to this hoof wall, that's probably where the horse wants to be in depth, you know, pretty close yeah, naturally. Yeah. And it also lets him clean out very really nice, which we live in a really shitty area. And I don't think Anthony's very far from us where uh, it's wet and muddy. And so if you want horses to not have thrush, that's, you kind of have to have a nice clean out. He did do nice mm-hmm. knife work on that frog though. Like it's, no big snags dips or anything like that. It's pretty clean mm mm-hmm. uh, the and it, the this is the kind of the hard thing about keg shoe sliders, and I don't know if that's a keg shoe. I think it is. I'm pretty sure it's a keg shoe slider uh
0: they might be a handmade is it I think so maybe I could be wrong though I could <laughs> be wrong too. It might be
1: either way this shoe was punched even with the outside rim of the shoe so like if you took like a wrench or a divider and scribed a line half inch in from the outside of the shoe those nails follow that line the problem with that is that's then you have to shape the shoe to the foot right and something with sliders, which like that he's done, is he put a broader toe in the shoe than the horse has. Yep. And it's fitting fuller in the back half, so the shoe shape doesn't resemble the hoof shape. That's okay, but you have to punch the shoe to fit the foot. Then that's yeah, the most important part, right? Is nails in the white line.
0: Yep. Nails need to resemble the white line and the shape yep. of the, the front half of the foot.
1: So that's so I think like. You just that—that's something that you could probably work on. It's getting the shape. I—I—I I, I have no opinion on the shape being what it is. You know, I just know in like sliders, they want a pretty full medial toe, pretty mm-hmm. tight in the quarters, and full in the back half, and kind of something to keep their toes out of the dirt. Uh, but you gotta punch that thing to what it is, and you can kind of see it in the nailing that he maybe had a little bit of a hard time getting it nailed up easy. And the foot just looks big in the front half.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of the crazy thing also is by looking at it from the top and seeing that shape of the shoe, you know, the shoe looks like it's almost like a front foot. And yep. when you had trimmed up the foot, it actually looks like a decent hind foot. Yep. yep. Um, so the shoe, for one, doesn't necessarily resemble the foot that was trimmed. And with that being said, the also the nails don't necessarily follow the way the uh the foot was trimmed either so yeah um
1: it and you can
0: see it in the nailing on that foot the trimmed foot that foot
1: hasn't had nails like way in the white line anyways
0: yeah when they're out low yeah that's something but, i
1: i check on myself that like when i like and i'll send pictures to the group it's like the biggest compliment any you guys can give me is like wow your nails are right in the white line
0: yeah, that's exactly. something I've noticed just on your trims, you know, the residual nailing.
1: I try really, really hard to fit the white line like that yeah.
0: is. Well, I guess <clears throat> so what I was getting at with the shoe being looking like pretty round is now that you have it clinched, like it looks like it was fit perimeter fit, you know, whereas like by seeing that trim foot, it looks like it looks like a hind foot. And then you see the shoe and it's like, well, that doesn't really look like that foot. And now that you have it nailed on it. You would expect that shoe to be full, right? Yeah. And here, the front half looks like its perimeter fit. So, did... where you fit tight and then rasped off to it? You know what I mean? Something had to happen. Yeah.
1: Yeah, something had to happen. So, yeah, I would just try to fit fit the feet up a little bit nicer. Whether you got to punch the shoe to it or even jump up a shoe size even.
0: Yeah. And I don't shoe enough Western horses in this discipline to necessarily have an opinion. I know there's a lot of other guys out there that shoe a lot of these that would be better suited for sliders. Um, Yeah, I'm purely
1: regurgitating what I've heard.
0: Yeah. And even in a previous episode, like you were saying, um, Patrick Dutton talked a little bit about fitting sliders and stuff. So uh, if you have some questions, go back and listen to that one and... Yeah, Patrick did say like
1: you want to put a round as a shape as on about as possibly as you can. But then he also did say you have to punch the shoe then to fit the foot. Yeah. So if you have a round shoe, you still should have like a spade punching.
0: In the nails. Yeah. Yeah. They're still going to be straight.
1: Yeah. Like look at some of Chad Chance's sliders and stuff like that. You'll really, it stands out
0: yeah yeah it almost like when you see those nails are punched like that and then it could be like a round shape or whatever you're like i still see a foot in that yeah yeah, you, you see know? how it
1: works completely but
0: good job on uh sending that in man and putting forward the exactly. effort and the work
1: thank you and then we got we got pepe's on there uh and he forged a aluminum straight bar it looked like he did it like he made just like a, a circle at first yeah and then forged the straight bar from that.
0: Yeah, that's cert- that must have been like inch inch wide, and then he forged it all out of that. And yeah. That's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, it was a small ring. You can see it like barely is around the hardy hole. Oh, so yeah. It's, it's not real big.
0: Uh, oh, he forged it out to fit like that AFA pattern.
1: <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, I did.
0: Yeah, that's, that's cool. a lot of forging, man.
1: And then he's got a hind shoe in there that he made, too. It's kind of like a trotter or something hind shoe. The what the forging is really pretty nice on that aluminum shoe. Uh, you just need to work on your fullering a little bit. Get the fullering to follow the perimeter a little bit better. And it's just like we were talking with the last guy. Make sure that fuller corner doesn't dive out of the circle on you. Make sure it's co- still coming around the circle all the way around.
0: Yeah, the line. So basically, where your stop is on your fuller and like it's way close to the uh outer edge of your shoe versus following around. And basically stopping in the center. Um yeah, I think that's just something to work on where just it's, your yeah, fuller super placement.
1: Hard. Super yeah. hard on aluminum too. It doesn't have a lot of like structure. It just falls one way or the other. And you can't. So you hide gotta no be right yeah, you it. gotta be riding in the middle with it. Like <laughs> it, it doesn't yep. have a lot of forgiveness.
0: And I think uh for aluminum or whatever, you really have to have your like your fuller and your punches tuned up well. Oh yeah. so that it looks good like your fuller looks narrow compared to your punch like your punch looks like it was punched for like a like a head stamp versus like a drift in there so something to uh you know look for and work on is tuning up your punch and fuller just a little bit better
1: yeah nice forging
0: yeah man. getting after it aluminum's hard to make look good sweet (laughs) yeah i don't see
1: you see any others
0: uh no and i think also kind of the same story with the hind shoe that he uh sent forward is the fuller again looks narrow and then the uh the punch looks big like it's for a head stamp and not a drift
1: yeah but the shape looks like it's going there you have good hammer control on the clipping
0: nice excuse me yeah nice clips it must be like a preventer type shoe that he's trying to. Make look at the trotter. Then. Oh, a trotter.
1: Yeah, I think that's why when you get that toe clip and then that outside side clip, it's a trotter deal. I could be wrong though.
0: So, so my, uh, what do you? So we're getting together here. I think that wraps up on our submissions this this uh this episode so if you guys have uh jobs that you're looking to have critiqued and or if you have some goals that you are going to be working on leave us a post and let us know and we look forward to hearing from you guys uh what you guys are going to be working on this year um so something i'm going to ask you riley is we're getting together here for a team practice um in a few weeks well actually not a few weeks just like Next week. Next um, week, yeah. <laughs> what is the main thing you want to work on yourself at this practice and get dialed in?
1: Uh, working with a striker more. I work. What I work does that more. entail? Uh, letting my striker know what I want, and so like. I have these shoes. I'm not saying I haven't figured out, but I I've been practicing enough that I have a system by myself. And so, but now I need to be able to tell that system to somebody else. And so something like we experienced it a little bit. The last practice is like, I I'm either way. I probably think way too much into what's happening to the metal and what's going on. But I have like a certain way. I like, I have a plan for every hammer hit none of them are just random. Like, so I never want my striker just randomly hitting things because in my mind you're fucking my project up. Mm-hmm. It's like so I want every hammer hits you know taking material from one thing to another thing or moving if here to here here setting it up for the next move. <clears throat> and so I need to do better at communicating to my striker of what needs to happen within those things, and mm-hmm. in a way that we don't have to talk about it anymore after a few times that he understands what's going on what i expect of each thing and i'm able to put that in a good way and so then we can when we have a practice we're not like going through a clinic each time
0: yeah and having to uh figure it out Yep. um figure the dance out (laughs) it is uh it can be tough you know talking about these things and like not sound you know like like an asshole and Really, yeah. uh, we're all here for the same goal. Um, yeah, something I noticed just from the last time when we got together a couple of weeks ago, um, it's something I've been thinking about. So when I was making my shoes, you had asked me like some questions as far as, well, what does that measure? Or how, where are you at right now? And in my mind at the time, like in the moment, like I was so focused on, building my shoe and trying to get it done. And then when you had asked me those questions, like it threw me off just enough that it kind of like derailed me in my progression as far as like, um, so that's something my, I need to work on myself and knowing those things. I mean, yeah, I have a system kind of together in my mind by myself. So some I'm going to have to work on when I'm with you guys is developing the system with, all of us instead of just me by myself and being able to have those questions get thrown to me or statements or remarks get thrown to me, but still not lose focus.
1: Yeah. And be able to take a bump in the road. Yeah. So like, that's the thing about if you aren't guy number one, you need to be okay with guy number one coming in and saying, Hey, you can get the fuck out of my way. So you need Mm -hmm. to be able to get out of his way and know where you are and know where you need to come back in. Yeah. That is really hard. It's a learning that, process. That Yeah. And like, that's something that like I'm more okay with that than probably most like that. That's something that I work good with is taking
0: being it. the guy coming in or being the guy that has to get bumped out.
1: Come being the guy that gets bumped out. Yeah. I'm better with that probably than b- bumping a guy out. Yeah probably.
0: Yeah. I noticed I, uh, when I was ready being like, okay, let me in there. Like I was just kind of standing there waiting like, okay, are you done with your heat now type thing? You know what I mean?
1: And that, as that's, as- I think one thing that like me and you were doing the same hind in. And so like after our last practice, that was something I realized is that like me and you have different ways of, of our routine. And so like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't rasp my heels up on my roadsters. I wasn't until I made both heels. And then I'd go rasp my caulkin and my wedge at the same time. Mm-hmm. You were rasping your wedge yeah. before you did your caulkin. You'd yep. forge your wedge, go rasp it. And so to me, it was like, well, it's not going to hurt me to do that. And it's going to benefit our go if I just do the same thing he's doing. And so I've just been working that into my routine. So now when we practice the next time together, our heats don't get thrown off.
0: Yeah. Accomplishing the same, yep. same system, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Something I've had to adopt from you was my fullering on my lateral side keeps getting knocked down and therefore I'm becoming racked. But what I was doing differently is marking my fullering in the boomerang. And something I've had to realize, and I have known this like in the back of my mind, but I wasn't making the adjustment, is that outside gets forged so much after you even turn the quarter that um, those things are going to change. So something I've had to do is turn my whole shoe and then mark it. And so that's an adjustment I've been having to make myself as well.
1: Yeah, it just makes the whole go faster, just uh, getting teamed up doing stuff in, in unison where it seems mm-hmm. like just one guy's making a pair of shoes. No, right. Two, two guys making individual shoes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Some. Uh, I think even with just the other classes, you know, that'll be fun to learn, yeah. learn and adopt, you know, from for each sure. other. And then the other two guys that are on front.
1: What's your goal next weekend for, for practice?
0: Um, To and forward, man basically nails down the middle yeah nails down the middle i haven't really made any of them for a number of years so that is something it's hard to make those by yourself right and because you have to there's so much forging in them and it sucks having to run a section through a block by yourself and it's one of those
1: things like the fuller acts different being hit by a striker than it does by yourself
0: yeah like it either can be pushed in coarse or fine you know if you're not coaxing in with your little two pound hammer yeah uh, compared to the sledge and so basically just kind of need to get tuned back up with those and have a system dialed in and so yours and my shoes resemble the same as if they're made by one person yeah where i think right now those ones that we made look like they're shot by two totally different people. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so I think if we can both adopt each other, uh, points or whatever, that we're building the same shoes, making them look the same.
1: Yeah, for sure. No, I think it's um, good.
0: So that's kind of like the main thing that, and then, uh, cause when we're by ourselves, those are going to be the last shoes that we're going to want to make you know it's two and fuller shoes because it's just it's a lot of work and effort so if we're together that's what i want to get dialed in is those two and fuller shoes and then probably some draft shoes as well but um if anything probably just knock out heels together yeah
1: the draft shoes are a lot of something i want to work on lately
0: what were what was on your mind as far as when we're together
1: just yeah, just getting the dance together a little bit better. Of uh, you knowing where I'm going and knowing what I'm expecting to on the sl- yep. on the sledge. That's that's about it. I think I think it'll be good. It just takes more time to practice together.
0: Yeah, we'll yeah. I think uh, you know. Some for me is you guys have been doing two and forward this last year. I mean, they didn't have heels on them, so you pretty much have a system in mind and know how you're going to go about it. The only thing that's different is we're adding a caulk and a wedge on it. Yeah. I haven't really made those in years, a couple of years. So I'm going to need to be brought back up and try and get them figured out.
1: It'll happen. Oh yeah.
0: (laughs) Just got to do the work and get out there and do it. Exactly. Well, thanks everyone for uh, joining in and sorry we didn't get one out this last week, but we are back to it and, I think you guys are gonna be pretty excited about some of the future guests we have coming up this month. Sure. So it's gonna be pretty fun and exciting. And if you haven't yet, leave us a review. Yeah. Better be five stars.
1: <laughs> if you're not on the the Facebook page, go look it up. Yep. Get joined in, cool. tell us what you guys want. So we can uh keep going. This in a area that the whole community likes.